This is your mom's favorite show, Beer and Chill Podcast. My name is Jan. And I'm Craig. And we would really appreciate if you would stop by and listen to our show. We are talking about interesting facts about your favorite movies, games and TV shows. For example, did you know that Christopher Lee and Ian McKellen had a real life beef because Christopher Lee wanted to play Gandalf in Lord of the Rings? And many other great facts. We hope you check us out and enjoy the rest of your show. Bye bye. What's your favorite scary movie? They mostly come at night. Mostly. Welcome, victims, to the Horgasm Podcast. Kill the lights, lock the doors, get comfy, and prepare for the sexiest and scariest podcast around. I'm Nick, and with me is my co-host, Allie. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! We did it. We fucking made it through 2020. Yes. How? I don't... Like, honestly, I... She was a close one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm so happy to be done with it. It's like, it's like final girl 2020 at the end was like, December was the final girl. Yes. Like each month <sighs> was a victim. Yeah. And you finally got to the end and yeah. If, yeah. if 20 was a horror movie, that's how it would be. Yep. Yeah, we escaped. Yep. Ugh, proud of us. <laughs> We're awesome. Yeah, I'm just so happy that it's 2021. It's it just, I know that everybody's like, well, you know, not everything fixes itself January 1st, 2021. Yeah, I know. But it's like every new year feels like a, a clean slate almost. It you does. Know? It does. And like, I know, yes, technically any day could be a clean slate. But it's just like, you know, everything's new. You're fine. Like, you just can, like, get yourself in order again. And it's, you know, 1-1. One, one, and you can... Start over. Did you have any revolutions planned for this year? Yes, I, I know they're called resolutions, but I always called them revolutions due to, I think it was Beavis and Butthead. Oh, not really. No, just live life. <laughs> uh, more horror movies. I don't movies. really do... More, um, more horror movies. That's yes. a good resolution. Oh, God. I don't know if I could do more than 2020. <laughs> well, no, that's how you try. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a challenge, really. <laughs> yeah i don't really do resolutions not really really my thing because it's just like neither did i like why um i don't know it's so cynical but it's like just you know a, a reason to get let down sort of because nobody ever keeps their resolutions no they don't no like why why set yourself up to exactly. failure exactly like, exactly this, this year I'm going i can to... fail all on my own thank <laughs> you very much i don't need <laughs> i don't need pressure to fail yeah oh yeah no and i just like Everybody was, you know, like, oh, 2020 is going to be our year. Woo. And then 2020 sucked. So I'm trying not to put, you know, not trying to put too much press around 2021. <laughs> so, and also this is on, this is on social media. People are now saying that 2021 spells out 20201 WN. And then 2022 is 2020 part two. Oh God. So we got that uh, to come, you know, yeah. Why'd you have to ruin it? <laughs> a gift <laughs> just like we're living in this like endless sequel of the 2020s uh, yeah. good lord yeah that's fine yeah sorry. yeah we're just gonna keep getting through it that's all we got a podcast i'll keep us keep us going Woo! yeah we're we're you know resilient yeah. us humans we're like cockroaches we just keep going <laughs> yeah yeah we took a bit of a, a holiday break uh not on purpose, just kind of like, ah, uh, you know what, holidays, let's just, eh. Yeah. Fuck it. I really got into cyberpunk. True. Yeah. You did. You and did. Hell's Kitchen. I feel like that's like my two personality traits the last two weeks. And I've been worried about house, buying house stuff. And yeah. life kind of, 2020 like had a little bit of a last bit for us. So we're yes. like, you know what, we'll just... Yeah. yeah, just ride out the last bit of 2020 and then get back into yeah. the get saddle. Fresh, get fresh, get fresh, you know, into the podcast. Yes. Uh, yeah. other, other ones I've seen, like our, our good friends, uh, 
Yawn and Craig have been going hard on theirs. Yeah, they didn't take a break, they're troopers. Yeah. They've had some good episodes. Yes. They yep. some really good episodes. Talking about Mandalorian. Yes, I saw that one. Um, yeah, all sorts of good stuff they've been talking about. Yeah, they've been yeah, they've been really good keeping up with it. I've been really enjoying their last few. You know, after they kinda got into it, once you get into the groove, yeah. you can always tell when people get into the groove, you know. I think we hit ours by episode what? 25? Oh, yes, 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 30? of course, of course. <laughs> Maybe 30? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's, well, I don't know, and we're used to, because we live with each other, we're used to talking all the time, too, so I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just got, like basically like sitting down, we sit down and have these conversations all the time anyways. Exactly. So we just throw in an intro and an outro and we call it a podcast. We just bullshit our way through. <laughs> That's my whole life so far. Totally. Just I... bullshit my way through. <laughs> Oh my god! I want, that's that on my like... t- I want that on my tombstone. Yes, he bullshit his way through life. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I could go with that. That's like honestly, like most jobs though, like even my job, all you have to do is like be confident in what you're saying. Yeah. Even if you're not a hundred percent, like <laughs> just make sure you're confident in what you're saying, and you sound like you know what you're saying. Yep. And then Google afterwards. Uh, Google. I don't uh, think that people understand how much accountants use Google. <laughs> like, for real. I'm sure how many people, like, everyone uses Google for something. For jobs, yeah. yeah. For in jobs. Like, oh, yeah. Because you can literally Google anything and find it, you know? And, you it, like, because, you know, especially, like, I'm in the world of accounting, but, like, rules are ever-changing and whatever, especially, like, this year with everything... So people call and ask a very weirdly specific question and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to ask my coworker and put them on hold and Google it. Nice. Because, you know, you can, but it's, you know, a lot of older clientele that don't know how to do that or don't have the facilities to do that. So it's like, ugh, you know, and then I just read it off of a web page and be like, yeah, this is exactly, I knew this. I just had to double check. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. That's my job. So then, we'll we'll transition here uh, out of of life into Talking Chop. Uh, We were going to do, our last one was going to be Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. That didn't happen. Yep. So we'll have a quick little chat about it here. We might do it later on down the road. Yeah. Maybe next year. Yeah. Next week. Next Christmas we'll do it. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's It's good kids' movies. It's a good, scary kid movie. Yep. So I know when we used to watch it all the time at your place. Yep. On VHS. I loved it. Yeah. Um, we'd watch it repeatedly, but every time I'd watch it, I'd get a headache. Weird. I don't know why. Every time I watch a movie, I would get a migraine. But... Yeah. I um, I watched it a lot growing up. The um, Oogie Boogie always scared the shit out of me. Always. His yeah. animation style was so creepy. And it just, you know, his lair is like super dark and creepy. And he glows in the dark. Yes. I that was cool. I like that feature. Yes. Yeah, and he just always scared the bejesus out of me. So I was, whenever they'd get to the parts, I'd be like, eh, <laughs> don't love it. But also, I didn't like Sandy Claus. Sandy Claus. I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, Sandy Claus and his weird little legs. I hated that. And hands. Yes. Creepy. Well, I have small hand Santa now. Oh, you do too. I, yeah, I bought a small hand Santa. He's sitting on my TV stand. Creepy. <laughs> he does a cute little dance see what really what got me when I first saw it was the opening credits with the little song they sing yeah and they go through all the monsters uh, and there's one like under the bed I'm like what the hell is that mm-hmm. uh, and then after I'm like okay they're all just normal spooky characters yeah exactly and that's the thing and, is that like um yeah and, and the mayor the mayor with the spinny head I love the mayor yeah yeah I um I love that they made you know these like creepy characters that outwardly are like so creepy but they're just people. Yeah. They're just vibing. They love Halloween. Halloween yeah, is, is their, their life. Yeah, it's just their jam. Yeah. Um, the doctor. Yes. Who kept oh, opening up yes. his head and he would you know, scratch and play with his brain. Took half it out and put it into some body that he made, some chick. Um, yeah. And, oh, what was the um, the girl's name? Sally. Sally. Like her just jump off the roof. Yes. Or off the, off, you know, from her huge, you know, where she was you know, caged up. Yeah. And just sewed herself back on. I'm like, that's not fucked whatsoever. <laughs> and she's like stuffed with leaves. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was just such a different movie, I think. And that's what I really liked about it. And and you've um you must seen or seen, read the connection they made between yes. I think like it's Frank and Frank Weenie, Weenie yeah. Corpse Bride, yep. and Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Because I think they were all done by Tim yeah. Burton. Yeah, they were, yeah. Yeah. And didn't I think the connecting one is zero. Yes, you're right. Yeah, it's um it, like it's kind of cool, and I it kind of relates to sort of kind of like the movie we watched today. We watched Hereditary, and where um there's speculation that Ari Aster is connecting all the movies, but it's not confirmed. But you if know, it does, that's a great idea. Right, it is kind of cool, but um yeah, it, it's just one of those neat little things that kind of make it. I don't know. A little bit special almost. Yeah. And fan theories are always cool. Yes, they're everywhere. Like they're Oh my god. Fan theories basically they keep yes. things alive. Like. I was it's totally off topic, but I was watching a TikTok with um Sean Austin. Oh who yeah. plays Sam in Lord of the Rings. Yep. <clears throat> Sorry, Jesus, I have something in my throat. And he said um him and Elijah Wood read, like, when Lord of the Rings came out, read, like, all the fanfics about them. Oh, really? All of them. And he's like, I loved them. He's like, I think fans are so creative. And they're like, oh, so, you know, was was Sam and Frodo gay? And he's like, well, I'm just going to say it's a long way to Mordor. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and he's like, I just think it's creative. And people love your character so much and the connection that you make with other characters. That they want to make something out of it. And he's like, why not? Like, people yeah. are so creative. And people want to shit all over it, like, with, you know, like, the Draco Harry stuff. Or the Draco <laughs> Hermione's another one. Or any of that sort of stuff. Harry Ron. Yes. But, yeah. like, why not? You know, like, it's just a fun thing. Because you just their... so badly in your head, you yeah. have, like, a headcanon, right? And you want it to be real, so then, you know, search it. E- everyone's and... got their kink. Everyone's got their little bit of fantasy. <laughs> There's, uh, on Twitter, there's this one person I follow who's very much with, um, from Dragon Ball Z, Goku and Vegeta being a couple. Yep. And, you know, the one side's like, no, 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 that's, that's, that's wrong. <laughs> like or the other side's so like, wrong, on, right. on the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> make like, what if? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's with everything. You right, know, like, exactly. Because um, you just want it to happen, or there's some weird tension and you're like, are we about to kiss? <laughs> uh, or or you'll go the other way. We have like, um, uh, what was it? Uh, there's in Alien vs. Predator, there's a scene where the Predator looks at uh, Lex. The character Lex mm-hmm. is like, uh, you know, they're going to kiss. <laughs> like, because of a head tilt and she yep. kind of like a little head nod. I'm like, a little bit of weird tension here. What's going on? <laughs> wait a second yeah. <laughs> what that second mouth do <laughs> whoa <laughs> whoa whoa <laughs> oh my god but yeah nightmare before christmas great kids movie <laughs> oh totally totally it is good and it's classic yes it's one of the most well-loved and enjoyable uh, Disney movies out there, being a little more adult And I think it's very relatable. This is, again, going to sound really cri- like cryptic and cynical, but, you know, Jack being, you know, living his whole life doing the same thing and feeling like he doesn't belong and like there's something else. And he has to, you know, he wants to try to find something else to make him different, almost. You know, like just that feeling of not belonging, sort of. I, and I, don't, like, I don't feel it's not belonging. It was more just, it's the same thing over and over yeah. and over. It's the same thing over. Nothing new. He needs something fresh. Yes. He was burnt out. He, yeah. How many times are you going to pop up and go, I'm the pumpkin king. Yeah. Um, like he was tired. He was tired. Right. He was done. Yeah. And that's when he went for his walk and he's like, ooh, what's this? What's this? And he finds Christmas land. And... Um, He's like, oh, I'll take it over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can yeah. do it too. I'll just throw a spin and have horrible, scary uh, presents, presents for kids, oh. like a giant snake that eats people. Yes. And uh, like, again, back to the scary parts. That was creepy. So creepy. The toy part the, was one the of ducks, the creepiest. The, the I was just going to say the duck with teeth. Yeah. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was, it, yeah, it's a good movie. The claymation, like the animation. That was 
So cool. So well done. And so think, good. Was that supposed to be a live action movie at yes, first? It was. I thought so. Mm-hmm. That would have been terrifying. Terrifying. Or really bad. Yeah. Oof. Pick one. It would have been bad, good, bad, or sorry, good, scary, yeah. or terrible, kind of scary. Exactly. So. Ugh. But yeah. Um, sorry we missed it. We'll maybe do it. I was going to say I next think, year, but I think, this year. Yeah, I think Nightmare became the new um, Lake House LLC. Lake House LLC, yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny you say that because every time I go on to um, Shudder, it's my one, my top recommended. <laughs> And I'm like, listen, <laughs> nobody asked you. <laughs> yeah. Just like trying to guilt us into watching it. But I mean, it's coming up faster than we'd expect. It is. We're eventually going to watch it. I actually watched the beginning of it again the other day. I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> it just feels wrong. <laughs> oh my God. But we should get into Hereditary. I think so. Peter! Peter, what's wrong? Peter, are you all right? Can you breathe? Peter, what are you doing here? We watched Hereditary. It's a 2018 movie, and it's directed and written by Ari Aster, obviously. Yep. And he's also known for Midsummer. Yep. And what else? Uh, not a lot else. Those are like the top two. Okay, I thought there was basically. one more he was known for. Could be. I may be heckin' mistaken. I'm just looking here. It's, there's one called Munchausen. Is on his top. Not sure why. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, well, where did you first hear about this movie? Um, I heard, actually, uh, back, back pre-COVID in the year of 2018, oh, when yes. you could go see movies, I saw the preview in theaters over and over and over again, and every time I was like, that looks fucking terrifying. Oh. I don't remember the trailer. It's I, um all Charlie, like it's, it's yes. Millie Shapiro I, I and read, all of the trailers. I, I read through the uh, the trivia that they wanted to keep Charlie's you know premature death uh, secret, so they just heavily spoiler alert heavily <laughs> in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, a little story. I think it was in I feel where in the states or somewhere in Europe. They uh, played the trailer for the movie ahead of uh, um, uh, some animated Peter Rabbit movie. Yes, I and, saw it in Rainbow ahead of a kid's movie. And I guess parents and kids were running out there as fast as they can because they were so scared. It's a really... I'll play the trailer for you after. Okay. It's real. It's creepy. And it's just like you don't expect it to be that creepy, but like it's... Again, he plays with the lights and the sounds and yes. just the menacingness. Yeah, we were, were like, talking during and after just how well... Well done, this movie was. And yes. it gets and it gets a lot of hate online. I agree. People don't like it because it's a slow build. Yes. It's a very slow burn, but mm-hmm. at the end, when that burn ignites, it burns hard, fast, and it goes. And people find it to be, I was telling you this before, it's kind of a pretentious horror movie. Whereas they're more worried about, um, you know, like the lighting and stuff. It's not so much jump scares. And people really pumped it up because they thought it was a good movie. And people are like, as soon as you say something's a good B- movie, people want to find something wrong with it. Yes. And it was a, it was a huge success. Yes. On a 10 million, 10 million budget, it grossed $80 million. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's, a, that's, that's huge. a good profit. Yeah. And that shows that people Especially were, for a horror movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, don't know the, I don't know what the rating was for it, but uh, let me do a quick peek here. Oh, sorry, I was yawning there. Oh my god. Uh, it doesn't even say the rating. Okay, whatever. Um, I'm sure it was R. It had to have been R. 
Yeah, it, for the language alone, it would have been R. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have it here either. Yeah, Weird. That's right, it doesn't have it on... Uh, yeah, you think in know. Wikipedia they would show, oh, this Ugh. movie is rated so-and-so. And they changed the layout of IMDb, so I can't even... Yeah. Lame, but... Oh, it says certified 14A. Oh. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Oh. But, um, yeah, it's, um, I think that Tony Collette makes this movie. Yep. Yep. That's just my, I think that she's a fantastic actress. And I think she's really underrated. But, she, like, she's still a big actress. But I just, like, people who don't know Tony Collette, like, I can't believe. Because she is so phenomenal. She's just, yeah, really interesting. And the guy who plays Peter, too. I was telling you, he's in the new Jumanji's with The Rock. Yes, yes. <laughs> and he actually, The Rock actually technically plays him in quotations when they go into Jumanji. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm just looking at her her um, movies in, you, yeah. know, you know, for this. She was in Krampus. Yeah. Um, she was in the mystery film Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Shaft. She was in Shaft. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Um, yeah. Those yeah. Those are some big ones. Yeah, she was in a movie with Jennifer Aniston. She played her sister. It was like a long oh. time ago, but yeah, she played like her, um, I don't know, stuck up sister kind of, I guess. And I, that's the first movie I ever watched with her. Hmm. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's a good movie though. I think that what I like about it is what people didn't like about it with like the foreshadowing, the sounds, all that kind of stuff. And there's and a I, lot. If you, yes. Because this is my first time watching it. Right. And... I, I kind of with the trivia as I watch, I'm like a little bit of spoilers in there, but yeah, you don't you kind of you know get ahead, you know, get an idea of what's going on, but you don't see some of the stuff that's left out. Right. Um. So it was. We're good. Okay. Just Sorry, my computer's trying to restart. No. Start later. No, stop it. We're recording. Pick a time. I'll pick a time. Okay. It's still recording. Don't worry. You just that's keep fine. going. I'm gonna keep this thing because it's fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, it was oh really, I, this was, this is a well done movie. Um, I get where the hate's coming from. I really do. Cause people, Western horror fans are so used to the mountain type of horrors where you got plot, jump scare or scare. Yes. And then plot, a little more plot, scare and a little more drama, scare. Yes. And it's, it's, it's like in waves. Yes. Whereas this was built up like our beloved Japanese and Asian horror, yes. where it's a slow build. Yes. And it's not like, you know, little, little peaks here and there. It's a slow start, a slow beginning. But when it gets to the end, or it gets to the where they want to get you, they get you mm-hmm. hard. And there's even little spots here and there. They throw yes. in there. Um, a few spots, don't say got me. Yeah. His movie, uh, one especially we'll talk about later. But uh, when I think it's Peter is having his little, he's asleep and he hears his sister clicking and opens eyes and she's in the corner and her head falls off. Yes. And it's a ball. I'm like, that was a good one. Yes. I like that. Yes. Um, and just some of the music. Like yeah. just the music was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The pacing for the music, the build up. I find the music, but also the absence of music. Yes, you said it before too, and I just didn't get to that yet. I love that. I feel like you don't always have to have music. Sometimes I, and this is going to, this is very, you know, a saying, but the silence is deafening. Like, you yes. know. Um, and I'll, and this is, you know, talk about later, but when I saw it, I got chills. I'm like, whoa, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And I know, I can, I can picture it now, if they put like a little, like the classic... Um, screechy violin sound or anything that will kind of, you know, um, accentuate? Accentuate. Yeah, accentuate the scene. It would have worked, but also would have cheapened it. Exactly. Because I would have lost the creepiness factor. I would have have focused on the sound. The sound would have scared me, not what I saw. With no sound, it's the sight that scares you, and that lasts. Like, sometimes you just need to let the creep be like a, like something scary. Yes. You just need to let it be what it is and be like, like almost be like, did I just see that? Like, yeah. is that actually what just happened? 
Because that's almost creepy, too, is they're like, where, especially with this movie, where their minds are almost starting to deteriorate, and they question if what's happening is when they're awake, am I dreaming, am I sleepwalking, am I hallucinating, like, I don't know. And then you kind of start to think, like, like, are they just putting stuff there? Like, what, am I okay? Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That I especially love, love, love cult movies. And I will forever say this. I love you cult do. movies. You do. You really do. I do. Cult and found footage, I find, are two of my favorite movies. And um, we're doing a cult month in a while, which I threw That's up. True. Because I I just love cult movies. <laughs> I That's think fine. Because th- that... I love movies that are like, like, yes, I love these kind of movies where it's like demons and possession and all that. Great, great, great. But I also love where it's like people are bad. You know, sometimes I don't think you need that extra sprinkle of spice. I think people are evil too. Oh, yes. And that bit of realism makes it so much creepier. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I liked this movie where they combined that like possession with cult stuff with real stuff, yeah. with, you know, exorcism. Well, not really exorcisms, but like... Seances. Seances. <clears throat> yeah, all that kind of stuff, so... Oh, yay. Well, should we get into the cast? Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> this movie stars Tony Collette as Annie Graham, yay. a miniatures artist. Yeah, oh yeah, she's a miniatures artist. I love miniatures. Yeah. There's a miniature world in um, Victoria, B.C., and it's so cool. Except there's a doll part. I'm not I'm not good with dolls. No. Dolls are like my one thing. I can't do dolls. Uh, we have Gabriel Byrne as Yeah, Byrne. As uh, Steve Graham. Yep. Uh psychiatrist and Annie's husband. Oh, he's a psychiatrist. Apparently. Well that's, that explains where she get her pills from. Yep. <laughs> Alex Wolf as Peter Graham, Annie and Steve's sixteen year old son. Yeah, he's good. Millie Shapiro as Charlie Graham, Annie and Steve's 13-year-old daughter. She's fantastic. I follow her on TikTok. I was telling you that. I just love her. She's so cool. She's so quirky in real life. I just, she's so sweet. Yeah. She did a great job in this movie. Amazing. Yeah. Anne Dode as Joanne, a support group member who befriends Annie. Uh, And Mallory Bechtel. Bechtel. Sure. As Bridget, Peter's schoolmate and love interest. Why is she in her? She had yeah, like maybe like, three three scenes and that was it. Yeah. Huh. And you know, as we really get into it, she really had, they could have done something with her. Yes, for in sure. In the movie. They could have had scenes with her having interaction with Peter. Yeah. But they did I wonder didn't. if there are deleted scenes to this. This was supposed to be, I guess, three hours oh. long, but they cut a lot of family stuff. Oh, all the family interactions. So which you know, I, I get it. That would have that would have really I think that would have killed the pacing and dragged yeah. it out. Yeah, I like the pacing in it. I just wish that we would have gotten a bit more. I think between like Steve and the family, because I feel like Steve was just such a secondary character, like yeah. the dad. He was just there, basically. Yeah, it was kind of a loser. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, the cast was good. I mean, it was a like, good cast. they're oh, yeah. pretty. Like, I actually don't know the character who plays Steve. Neither do I. Yeah, um, but I know who Tony Clad is, obviously, and the guy who played Peter was in Jumanji, and then Millie Shapiro I follow on TikTok, but I don't know. Yeah. She doesn't do a lot of other stuff, yeah. but um, in this movie, Alex Wolf is Peter had some wild eyebrows. Yes. Yeah, he's got those thick boys. Yeah. Yeah. And and Tony, she pulls off uh, ugly, sad very well. Yeah, she's got that ugly cry down. She does. Yeah. She got the ugly. She had the. I don't, I don't think she's ugly, but no. her, yeah. her sad, her upset face is this very. Um, it's like Sarah Paulson. Do you know who Sarah Paulson is? She mostly does American Horror Story. That's why. Oh, I I, I can't pull a face to the name. She's known for her crying. Yeah. But but like <laughs> it's her, really her face is very. Um, Animated. And thank you. Yes. Yes. I call it ugly crying because she just looks. That's what it very is, though. Rough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that when you ugly cry? Yeah. And she pulls off manic very well too. Oh, like, she does. Where yes, where yes. it's like no, like you need to believe me, and like panicked, and you know, like like that crazy look, sort of that like in horror movies you get where you're like just panicking and freaking out yep. and trying to make people believe you. And 
she just pulls it off so great. Like it's she just really, really good acting. And and her like realization. Yeah. Of it when she uh, has that dream with her. Yes. Oh, like, oh my god! I know. Let, let's get into it. Let's get into the plot. Yeah, I was so we can gonna say. There's so much. I just. Oh my god! I. Oh yeah, this movie is heavy. There's lots of heavy topics in it. There is. Like they talk about like suicide and miscarriages and like you know divorce like not loving your spouse and lots of like children cult. death and cult cult, cult stuff, stuff. <laughs> cult stuff cult stuff <laughs> so movie starts uh artist annie graham lives in utah with her husband steve their 16 year old son peter and their eccentric and reserved 13 year old daughter charlie at the funeral of her secretive mother ellen leia Le- lee 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 ellen i lee. think lee. Annie develop, delivers a eulogy explaining their fraught relationship and her mother's extremely private life. A week later, Steve is informed that Ellen's grave has been desecrated. Mm-hmm. And Annie thinks she sees an apparition of Ellen in her workshop. Oh yeah, that was creepy. Yes. As a support group for the bereaved, uh, Annie reveals that the rest of her family suffered from mental illness that resulted in their deaths. And Ellen was a significant figure in raising Charlie. So we find out that um, Annie had a brother, yes, and uh, he went a little crazy and killed himself after saying that his mother or their mother put voices and bodies in, yeah. inside him. People were yeah. Her mom was putting things inside of him. Yeah, and he didn't like it. And no. before that, her um, her mom's husband, I guess her dad, died as well. Yes. By um, what? How did he die again? I forget. Something suspicious. Super sus. Super sus. Super sus. He vented. He, he vented. <laughs> and then the brother self-reported. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! My I'm sorry. Funny. I can't. <sighs> Jeez. To attend a party, Peter lies that he is going to a school event. So the, just to intercut really That's quick fine. here. Um, how he's invited is his friend texts him and says, bring your dick. So <laughs> the rest of the movie, Nick and I are making jokes about <laughs> bring your dick. Yeah. Anyone drives somewhere, does she got her dick? Yeah. Oh, sure. How about that guy's dick? Does he have a dick with him? Um, That's funny now when you think of the end oh, of the movie. Is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, and oh also a little more, God. we get a little more backstory. We show, um, we find out that uh, Peter's a, a, he's a pothead. Yep. Um, and there's one classmate he's got a bit of a crush on, you can tell. Yes. Uh, Charlie's very, she's a different girl. Very um, weird, yeah. She, um. She makes things with trash. Yes, yeah. She she's creates lots of different yeah. things. And. Draws. Draws a lot. Yeah. Sketches people. Yep. And uh, she also has a habit of cutting off a bird's head. That's smacked to the window. Yep. And, uh, oh, and also because the mom, she has miniatures. She has miniatures of the, like a whole house of events. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. That's a cool opening scene. Yes. So. Yeah. And it transitions from miniatures to the real world. Like Very well done. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, so, to a party, Peter and Liza, he's going to a school event. And Annie forces him to take Charlie with him. Yeah, which Unsu- is weird because she doesn't have a dick, but yeah. whatever. Unsupervised, Charlie eats cake containing nuts and falls into anaphylactic shock. We kind of found out earlier that Charlie's got some peanut allergy or nut allergy. It's not fully explained. It's just... Um, the only time it's mentioned is when they're at the um, funeral. funeral and her, she's eating a chocolate bar and her dad says, are there nuts in that? She's like, nope. And she's like, nope. She's, she's like, like, okay. okay. So you don't really pick up on it until afterwards, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, uh, I, I kind of picked up because I'm like, you know, right. yeah. As Peter drives her to the hospital, because he's there trying to hook up with the girl and he's in her room smoking the weeds. Woo! Uh, she leans out the window for air. When he swerves to avoid a dead deer, she is decapitated by a telephone pole. Yes. In shock, Peter drives home and leaves Charlie's corpse in the car. Which, Which I like... saw coming. Yeah. Because he parked it, walked inside, went to bed, left the body in the vehicle, yep. left the head on the side of the road, and um, 
in the morning you see him in the bed, you know, eyes open, you hear the mum, she and she's going to go. Yeah, oh I outside. gotta run out, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you hear the door open, the gasp, and then the scream oh. and the wailing. And she's and I think this is one of the most accurate descriptions of a mother of a mother's grief of their child dying. Yes. Right. She's basically in not fetal, but she's in um what's that yoga pose? Oh, um, it's the child's pose, actually. Yeah, she's in child's pose, like or yeah. for yoga. Her husband's next to her, just holding her, and she is screaming, I want to die. Yeah, I just I can't want take to die. the pain. Mm-hmm. I just want to die. I can't survive this. Yeah. And I saw that I watched, I'm like, you know, this is pretty much hundred percent right. Right. This is how women or even the parents react. Yes. And like you feel like your heart is breaking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a very Ugh. a very important part of you is gone yes. and you are shattered. Yeah. No, they this... always say the hardest thing is a parent burying their child. Yes. Oh yeah. Right? Ugh. Cause it's just like not the order of things. Nope. And you never think that you're gonna have to do it. Ugh. No. You just like you can feel her grief. Yes. And, like and, she is just and and she does a fantastic job. Showing that on the screen. Right. That's top-notch acting. There's, yes. There's, there's over-the-top shit, and then there's this, which yes. is accurate. Yes. In my opinion, anyway. Like, it looks over-the-top, but believable. Yeah, and 100%. how it should be. Yes. yes right. I agree 100%. Yeah. Um, the family grieve, grieves following Charlie's funeral, heightening tensions between Annie and Peter, and causing Annie to behave coldly towards Steve... Peter is plagued by Charlie's presence around the house. Mm-hmm. So he hears the clicks now and then. Because Charlie had like a little habit of like just... Yeah. That's all that she would do. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Annie's befriended by support group member Joan. Yes. Annie tells her she used to sleepwalk and recounts an incident in which she woke up in Peter's room, bedroom... To find herself, Peter and Charlie covered in paint thinner with a lit match in her hand. Mm-hmm. Which is, okay, so why would she do that? Was that her trying to stop what was going to happen? Do you think? Could that have been? Or is that just? I'm not sure. Because it does happen more than once. It's almost more foreshadowing. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't think she was possessed or anything. No. Nope. Because that would have been very counterproductive to the plan. Right. Um, could have been her brother. Mm-hmm. Could have been her dad. I wonder what... Yeah. They never, again, it's something they could have touched on a little more. Yeah. The sleepwalking, but... Yeah, I agree. Whatever. And almost like the hallucinations and like, is it just because you're in proximity to payment? Like, is that what produces these, like... Who knows? That's... Visions and stuff? I don't know. Hmm. Um, Joanne teaches Annie to perform a seance to communicate with Charlie. Right. Which is, again, a great scene. Oh, where, so good. And, and, and again, the great acting by to, Tony. Tony Clark. To, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, her, her, she's a woman she met and they had a little chat before. She runs up and she's like, you, it sounds crazy, but I'll listen to me. She's so excited. And her her um skepticism is great until something happens yes and then she reacts like what the hell and then became oh my goodness mm-hmm. this could be something good for me right so yeah yeah and it's one of those things but anything with um you know to a rational brain something irrational yes. is like no that's not real that's not real that's not a thing and it's like, oh, wait, but what if it is? And you just have that minute of hope of like, but gonna, what if I could talk to my daughter again? I was going to say that. It's it's all purely fueled by hope. Yes. One last chance. I get to have one more moment. One more conversation. One more conversation. Yes. I would I would do anything. I would, you know, give up my soul for that one last, Exactly. You know, uh, yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Annie convinces her family to oh. attempt the seance. Objects begin to move and break, terrifying Peter, and Charlie seemingly possesses Annie until Steve douses her with water. Yes. Uh, Annie suspects that Charlie's spirit has become, um, I should know the person, malevolent? Malevolent? Yes, thank you. Okay, I was close. Yeah. Uh, She throws Charlie's sketchbook into the fireplace, but her sleeve also begins to burn. Mm -hmm. She retrieves it and heads to Joanne's apartment for advice, but Joanne is gone. Right. 
Annie notices that Joanne's welcome mat resembles her mother's craftwork, which she mentioned before, too. Yes. When she first goes to her apartment. Yes. She's like, oh, that's, my mom used to do something similar. Like, oh, really? That's, that's nice. How's, how about that? <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> hey? <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> it is also revealed that rituals inside the apartment involve pictures of Peter. Yes. And we also see, you know, during, you know, before the scenes of this, there was a triangle in her mom's her room. mom's old room. Yeah, and there was this also when at their mom's uh, funeral there was um, uh, uh, a necklace on her with right. some weird uh, what we'll call it uh, like a design. Like symbol. Yeah. Yes. Also, I wonder what that woman put on uh, on her lips. I don't know. It's not really explained. No, but it's, it's, again, more things were just kind of yeah. you know whatever. Just called stuff. <laughs> <laughs> called stuff. <laughs> Annie goes through her mother's possessions and finds a photo album linking Joanne to Ellen. Mm-hmm. And a book with information about a demon named Payman. Payman? Yeah, Payman. Payman. Yeah. Who wishes to inhabit the body of a male host. Mm-hmm. In the attic, Annie finds Ellen's decapitated body with occult symbols on the wall written in blood. Yes. And just again, this is this is like a movie of full of foreshadowing. Uh, they always say something stinks in the house. Why is it why is the house smelled? Yes. Smelling. And now I know why. There's a dead decomposing body in the attic. Yeah. That'll do it. Yep. <laughs> um, at school, Peter slams his head against his desk, breaking his nose, oh, and yes. he's brought home. And he's having more rough times. Like he um, Oh my god. He's kind of just sitting in the uh, in the class and you see through if you through the movie, like there's a light that kind of fly, kind of just kind of goes around. Yeah. It's not like it's a float. And, it kind of yeah. it goes along the walls. It's like um like a reflection almost. Yeah, it's like yeah. it starts at one point and it kind of expands out around and then shrinks down again. Yes. And uh, he sees that, he looks into a mirror and he sees himself, his reflection, smiling at him. He's definitely not smiling. Mm-hmm. And then this part where he uh, slams against his desk, he's, like, he's, he's also really upset by this whole death of his sister. He feels really guilty. Of course. Uh, there's also a, a dream that um, uh, Annie has where... There's ants in her bed. Yeah. And she falls the ants to Peter's room. And there's just a bunch of ants on his face, in his mouth. And again, her expression. Yes. Fucking phenomenal expression. Yes. There's no sounds. Just just her mouth open kind of gasping. And then her... And then he like bolts up in bed. He wakes up and he's like, Mom, what are you doing? And she's like, huh? What? And she's like, what's going on? And uh, they have a little bit of a talk. And she kind of confesses that... She didn't want to have him. Yeah, she was she's gonna like, have I didn't want to be your mom. Yeah, I, I didn't want I, I didn't want to have you at all. I tried not to have you. He's like, What do you mean? And he freaks out. Yeah. And she's like, Well, I tried to have a miscarriage. Yeah, I did anything to miscarriage you. And he's yeah. like, Why do you want to kill me, Mom? And then she's got like water on her. He's wet. She lights a match and she then the whole room goes from flames. Yeah. She wakes up to it like it was a nightmare. Yes. And great, great scene. Uh, and then later on, he has one similar where he wakes up and he sees Charlie in the corner and her head kind of just, you know, doing the sound. Yeah. Her head falls off in this little ball. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, what the heck? And then these hands come from the... From like his bed, like his bedboard. Which is against the wall. Yes. And he's trying to pull his head off. Yes. And his mom runs in. He's like, what's wrong? What's going on? And he's like, you tried to pull my head off. He's like, no, 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 no. That was not me. Mm-hmm. And this is when she's trying to, she's figuring out that um, th- something's wrong. Yes. She messed up and she's trying to find out how to fix it. Exactly. So it's, again, it's great foreshadowing. Great. Really good. Really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, so at school, Peter bangs against his desk. Breaky's nose is brought home. Annie shows Steve her mother's body and the sketchbook. She begs him to burn sketchbooks so she can sacrifice herself to stop the haunting. Mm-hmm. But he thinks she has gone mad and accuses her of desecrating Ellen's grave herself. Steve sucks. Yeah, Steve sucks. He is very close-minded. Yes. Annie throws a book into the fireplace. Steve bursts into flames and Annie is possessed. Da, da, da. Peter awakens to find his father's body burnt to a crisp. Yes. Uh, and okay, so this is where so the, this is the part. Yeah, this, this is again. He wakes up and he's kind of sits up. He's like looking around. No music. No nothing. Nope, very quiet. It's just quiet. He looks one way, and Annie 
it's like she's swimming through air. Yes. She's just like in the, the corner door. of his room, like in the, the roof kind of. And she just like, yeah, like swims to the door. You're right. Yeah. Like floats. And that got me. Yes. I was like, it didn't, didn't scare me, but I was like, what the hell was that? I knew what it was, but right. just the no sound uh, and the movement was very, very Like creepy. jarring. Yes. yes. And I'm like, okay, we're into the end game now. Yeah, here we go. This is where things can get a little goofy. <laughs> yep. And again, like I said now before, if they had music there, I would be then focus on the music and I would, it would maybe not even have as much of an effect as I agree. it did with no music, no sound, just through. Yep. And just let it even, happen. even now, it's thinking about it, I got goosebumps. Great scene, great visual, great. That's how you do it right, in yes. my opinion. And then, so he goes downstairs. He's trying to find somebody. So, and this is one of my favorite parts where there's no break in the camera. We go right from his room. We're following him. He goes into um, one of the rooms. I forget. I think it's mom's miniature room or something. Yes. And the camera follows him in and then follows him back out. Like, there's no break. Yeah. He We're clo- just he closes, following him He closes now. Charlie's room door because it was yeah. open. And then he goes downstairs, sees his father's dead body and by the fireplace. And again, in the background, um, Annie is in like the rafters of the roof. Yeah, just she's in the top st- corner. Just, just there. Just stuck. Yep, and not watching. moving. Just watching. Yep. And, and then, then he turns around because the, the rafters creak. So he turns around and she's not there. And then she like fucking comes out of the corner of the room like nope nope first there's the guy who we see the funeral who smiles oh, at, yes who smiles at charlie we're like that oh, guy's yeah, creepy naked guy. and there's some guy in the corner naked just yep. smiling and then yep. and then annie runs out of the corner and chases oh my like she just comes out of the shadows yeah. and just like bolts after him and he is screaming so then yeah. he runs into the attic yeah. and closes it real quick so she can't get up there. And um, he starts crying like, Mom, Mommy, Mom, please Mommy. stop. Mommy, and you hear, Mommy. You just, and hear, you just hear bang, 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 oh, repeatedly. Yes. I'm thinking, what is she doing? And we see her. She is on the ceiling banging her head repeatedly against that door. Yes. And again, that, that, that didn't scare me, but I thought, again... That's a fucking great visual. Yes. No music, no nothing. Just, you just hear the banging of her and you see her just smash her head against that door trying to get open. Yes. Love it. And you're like, because uh, uh, it's like kind great of been like visual. realistic in quotation things up till then. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a lady crawling through the rafters and banging her head on the ceiling. Like, what? <laughs> And it's, it's that unnerving, yes. very, you know, that's not normal. Exactly. For one, you should be on the ceiling like that. But just to be, <laughs> just repeatedly smashing your head. Yes. It's, it's, it's a great scene. It is. Love it. Yeah. So, uh, so Annie chases into the attic, which is decorated with occult imagery. Levitating Annie, Annie uh, again, there's, there's people in the room. Yes. Uh, yeah. You see Annie lev- behead herself with a piano wire as naked cover members look on. Yes. And she's just, just floating up there. And you well, you hear it first. Cause, uh, the squelch. Yeah, Peter's looking around. He's just kind of, what the hell? What's this? this is weird. And you hear the squelchy sound. And then you look up and you see Annie there. And she kind of slowly And then it gets real fast. Yes. And um, and Peter's like, yeah. fuck this. Yeah, Peter jumps out of the window. Jumps out the window. <laughs> yeah. As he lies on the ground, a light enters his body and he wakes up. Also, you can hear the, you can still yes. hear the squelching. Yes. And then all of a sudden they're silent you and then you thud. hear the thud. You hear a thud. Yeah. Which I and love. then the body comes out. <laughs> yep. So then the light goes oh, I guess, into. I guess that was, that yep. was it. Yep. The light goes into I wonder what Peter's that shadow body. was. Yep. And the, her body, now her headless body, floats out the window down their, like, front path and up into Charlie's treehouse. Yeah, Charlie's little treehouse where yeah. she just goes and hangs out. And then Peter decides he's fine now. Yeah. Now he's possessed, so he's yeah. fine. <laughs> he goes on the ground, a light in his body, he wakes up. Yeah. He follows Annie's levitating corpse into Charlie's treehouse, where Charlie's crowned, severed head rests atop a mannequin. Yep. Joanne, other coven members, and the headless corpses of his mother and grandmother bow to him. 
Joanna addresses him as Charlie. Yep. And swears an oath to him as Pyman. Yeah. Yep. I remember that part. He calls her Charlie? Yeah. I remember that. Saying that he has been liberated from his female host and is free to rule over them. Hooray. The end. Yeah, and he's just like, like, doesn't even react. So. No, he's, it's almost like, um, Pyman is, is kind of like in shock. He's in, um, not culture shock, but he's trying to kind of customize where he's at now. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's tough being a demon and <laughs> possessing different bodies. Yeah, being one of the, you know, eight princes of hell or whatever yes. and coming to the human world. Yeah. So we find out basically, uh, long story short, the whole plot was the grandmother was part of a cult. Yes. And she tried to get Paimon into her her son. Yes. Her son didn't go along with that and killed himself. Right. Uh, after, after being misdiagnosed as like a schizo. Schizophrenic, yeah. And I think the dad killed himself because he was, you know, this is dumb. Yeah. Uh, and... I'm so par- do you think the demon was hanging out in the grandma then for a bit? Because her, during the meeting, she says that she has DID. So that must be something like that, hey? Could have. Before she gives it to Charlie? But also, I, when I read with the trivia, uh, when, and also says the movie, when Peter was born, Annie didn't let him near her, his grandma exactly. whatsoever. Exactly, yeah. At all. Like, she got nothing yeah. in that. And... Then when Charlie was born, she gave her basically to the grandma. Yes. And we find out that, well, I, I think it was, in, I read, it was implied that Pyman was in Charlie, Charlie the entire right. time, up to, you know, those 13 years. Yep. And that's not what he wanted. He right. wanted to be in a male body. And right. when I think the grandma died, she kind of set up the, the things in motion to right. get the demon out of Charlie, Charlie and into Peter. Yes. And also when she's going through her, you know, her mom's you know, books and finds about Pyman, it explains how the host has to be in severe uh, distress. Yes. And they do this to break, this is all to break Peter. Yes. So they have him, and this is, a, Charlie's death was set up. Yes. Uh, his family breaking apart was set up. The seance was set up to put more stress on him. Exactly. The, to get him uh, vulnerable enough yes. to enter him. Uh, the death of his his father and mother in front of him was was like the kicker. Yeah. And just having bad things happen to him. Yes. Made it worse and worse and worse and worse for him. Right. Finally, when his basically his mom was killed herself or was, you know sawing her yep. head off, he snapped. He jumped out the window, and I don't know if he died, but mm-hmm. it was implied that he's now. Easy pickings for Pyman. Exactly. And I went yeah. in and it, oh, this is my home now. So, yeah. Yay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, this is a really good movie. Yeah. This is better than I thought. It gets a lot of unnecessary hate. I exactly. really do believe that. Um, That's why it's one of those movies where I heard too, I either heard people say they loved it or hated it. And I was like, I'm just going to go in with an open mind and yeah. just watch it and appreciate it for what it is. And I was like wow, I really like that. And I didn't mm-hmm. want to hype it up too, too much for you, but I did really like it. And when I watched Midsummer, I was like, yeah, it's like Midsummer," And you can tell it's by the same oh, director yeah. There's a lot with of the imagery. He's, he's not afraid of the nudity and getting nope. out of his movies. Um, so how would you rate this movie? You know, I'd probably give it a four. I really like it. I love, it's just the sound and stuff for me. Like, and yeah. it just, oh, and just the creepiness. And like, it's exactly like what you said. Like with Eastern horror, I feel is always, is never scared to take it one step further and really go there with like yes. hot topics and stuff. Yeah. And I felt like this one was the same way. And I just, yeah, I really like this it's- movie. Yeah, like the um, like Asian horror, they focus not just on the visual horror, but the right. everything. Yeah, the senses. They go for your, you know, your your uh, your sight fear, your smell fear. But um, whereas Western horror is more all in your face at once. Right. They just kind of you know try and overload you with information and shit to scare you. Yep. Eastern exactly. horror, or, you know, the more other ones we've seen, like the Japanese, the Korean horror. They build, they build, they build. They throw some stuff in your here and there, but just to keep you on your toes and not be too bland. Right. But. 
And like, I don't need my senses to be assaulted for it yeah. to be a good movie. You know, like I just, I just don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I appreciate. I'd, yeah. Yeah. I'd rate it three and a half. Interesting. It's yeah. a really good movie. Like the, the yeah. music was top notch. Yes. The pacing. I I get the pacing. I get yeah. people don't like it because it's slow. Exactly. And when it's you're a, so used to being like faster, right? Yeah. From like what compare, you're used to. Like comparing this movie to like uh, a Friday the 13th. Totally. Friday the 13th, you have multiple kills. You get multiple, you know, lead up to this was first kill. Okay. And then we'll reset. Yeah. Lead up to the next kill. Okay. Reset. Yeah. Whereas this is just one good, long, gradual you know, get to that major point. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three and a half. Uh, it's, it's great acting. Like really good. Yeah. Tony did a great job. Mm -hmm. She really playing Annie. She did fantastic. I agree. Uh, Peter did a great job looking disheveled and kind of (laughs) freaking out. Yep. So it, it was all great actors, but all. Yay. Um, I'm glad it's, you liked it's a, it. It's a good horror movie. It's a good, yeah. good demon possession movie. Um, it's a good watch. It's not one I'd start somebody on because it's pretty heavy. Yeah. But it's one of those ones where it's like if you want a really good quality, that's like super spoopy. Definitely. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yay! And kill the flick. Kill the flick. Icky, yeah, Icky's. she she watched most of it. She actually got scared, so she, she hid did. under the blankets for a while. She went under the blankets too. Yeah, she didn't just just scared her. Yeah, uh, but she she was around for Annie's death, and that gets killed with flick. Yes, just because that was the most graphic and had the most impact. Yes, I and, agree. And it was you know we we, we talked about it being um, uh, Charlie's death, the head to the telephone pole. It was too quick. There's nothing yes. to it. The only thing I saw was the head after the next day, the bloody with ants. Which is creepy, but yeah. that's not the actual death. No. The actual death is fast, and it's very impactful. And you don't see anything for, after. Yeah. You don't see the body. And I exactly. didn't get to talk about that, where um, the way Peter reacts to, because he, he, there's a hit, he stops yeah. the vehicle, and he just, he's like in shock. Yeah. And he's and you get his vision for a second. As it creeps up to the rear view mirror, and it goes right back to the to the steering wheel. Yep. I'm like, bingo. Yes. That is accurate. Yep. And I can I put myself in his shoes. I feel the same way. Hundred percent believable. Yes. Like it's like the poor guy. He goes through so much shit in this movie. Like, what are you gonna do? Go pick up the head? No. Exactly. Like he just just drove off home. He, yes. And he was gonna say, "Are you okay?" And he kind of calmed himself. He's like, "Okay." He knew what happened. Yeah. Yep. But he just he couldn't. Bring himself to look or uh, or deal. Yeah. He ran. He ran away. Yes. Oh, creepy. Good. Good movie. And next week, we're watching a much anticipated one. Much requested yes. from uh, Tasia, one of our, our diehard listeners. Yeah. Our diehard victims. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's been, she been begging for... Uh, uh, oh, I don't know what called. Um, Reanimator. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, we we just talked about it. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, and Re-animator. I just watched this like less than a month ago, and I really liked it. It was, it's bizarre. Like, it's, it's very bizarre. And I remember this. Like, I've never seen it, but I remember seeing the, the, the cover for it. I remember thinking, oh, this looks kind of cool. Um, it's been it's talked weird. about a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good, but... I think you'll like it. It's very, very different from the from Hereditary. Like very different. Oh, it's a whole different movie. And it's um, it's very eighties though. Honestly, I don't know. I liked it. I when I watched it, I was like, it took me. I tried it once and I didn't enjoy it. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna shelf this for a while. And then it popped up on I think it was Amazon Prime again, and I was like, ah, I'll give it another try. And the second time, I liked it even more. So I was like, okay, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, it was in uh, 1985. Yeah, it's in the 80s. it's loosely based on the 1922 H.P. Lovecraft serial novel. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm excited now for this one. Yeah, it's good. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's very bizarre, though. Like, it's... That's fine. I, very I love bizarre. Bizarre. <laughs> bizarre works for me. But the, the premise is super cool. Yeah. Yeah, very Frankenstein-y, I think. Ooh. 
Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. I know. And it's just like, I don't know, that kind of stuff is like, it's just, you know, sort of, and obviously it's a bit older, but having that sort of like, I don't know, different sort of Frankenstein-y thing is cool. Yeah. I think you're going to like it. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. But thank you so much for joining us this week. This episode was brought to you by our executive producer, Ichabod, who abandoned us a long time ago. Yep. We hope you enjoyed your orgasm as much as we did. Please don't forget to rate, download, and subscribe. Also, like and follow us on Facebook at Horgasm Podcast, Instagram at Horgasm, Twitter at Gasm Whore, and YouTube at the Horgasm Podcast. If you have a movie you'd like us to review, this is the best way to let us know. We hope to see you again next week because we have such sights to show you. Plenty of orgasms for you to experience. Bye! See ya!